This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Amen. Well, as our ushers receiving that, I'm going to begin tonight in Isaiah 29. So you can turn to Isaiah 29 just briefly while they're doing that. Uh, again, the Awakens Women Retreat is, is in two weeks. There's still spots available. and You can check at the info table for that. I don't know about you, I really wanted to go to the women's retreat this year, but I was expelled from that and told that's not a possibility. And I said, I won't, I won't get in the way, I won't interfere. I just really, really want to go to the mountains of Riadosa and drink a cup of coffee and pray in the cold air, but I, I shot down. So you ladies are going to have to do that for me, all right? Also, uh, the mission trip... You can now sign up for the dates on that are November 17th for, uh, through 20. Again, you've got to have a passport. You've got to be over 16. And so you can get info there on that too. And then this Sunday between services, there is an awakening info meeting that you need to be a part of. Okay. We begin in the book of Isaiah chapter 29. And again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a, a, a Word of God booster shot tonight. You know, some people get... B12 booster. I'm going to give you a Word of God booster shot tonight to stir you up and get you up and running. And so when we, we talk about faith, faith is more than just a mental formula. Faith is more than just talking about certain words. But, but something about faith that resides on the inside of me. It, it's, a, it's an inside. It's in my inner being. And it becomes an area of, of unwavering trust. Where, where no matter what's going on around you, the circumstances, the situation, you're not moved because, man, my God's got this. He's got everything under control. And, and even right now in my life, I've been very, very blessed for a number of weeks here that outside everything can be turmoil. Everything can be crazy. Man, inside right now, I got incredible peace. It's, it's kind of like God's got this. God, and, and I love walking in this time right now in my life, but it's another area of faith that we've got to get a, a hold of. And so begin with me in Isaiah 29, verse 13. Therefore the Lord said, Inasmuch as these people, they draw near me with their mouths. They say they're mine. They, they say the right things. And they honor me with their lips. But they've removed their hearts far from me. Their mouths, they've shown much love. But their hearts, they pursue only their gain. Now, as I read those first few parts there, I have to ask myself this question. Is that me? Do do I just give God lip service? And he ends verse 13 and says... And their fear or their reverence toward me is taught by the commandments or the rules of men. And so what was happening in this time, that that God's word was being rejected by his people. And they weren't obedient to the word of God. They just went through the motions and it became a routine. And it was kind of like, ho-hum, this is what I do. And what ultimately happens when I get in that situation is my faith becomes dormant. I I just go through life and and I I struggle to obey the the word of God and I struggle to obey the Lord's will. 
And what begins to happen, I start trusting in my abilities more than God's. And, and what he was telling me, there's got to be a wake-up call. Or man, when, when I, I speak out of my mouth, it's from my heart. When I sing unto the Lord, it's from my heart. Go with me to the book of Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. Now we're going to begin in Galatians 3 verse 1. I'm going to read another, a, a number of the verses here. Because this is, this is really, really rich in the area of faith, okay? Apostle Paul is the author, and he starts out and says, O foolish, silly, thoughtless Galatians, who has bewitched you? Who has cast an evil spell upon you? Who, who have you uh, allowed to, to fascinate you? To lead you in areas that you shouldn't be going. And look what he goes on and says next. That you should not obey the truth. Whose eyes or before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. And so the evil sources are here. They were diverting these believers eyes from, from the very cross. And when I look at what he's talking about here, he's getting over on, we, we've got to be careful to, to recognize false teachers and understand what they're talking about. That doesn't line up with the Word of God. And it must line up with God's Word. Verse 2, this only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of law? Or by the hearing of your faith. Now it's an interesting question that he asks us here. And so Paul, he, he begins the defense of the gospel. By reminding the, the Christian life, begin in faith. That's how it began. It wasn't by following some rules. Or, it began in faith. And that's how it's got to stay. I can never get past that. And if you know how he started I want to know, what did you learn? Verse 3. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect or reaching perfection by the flesh? Again, we don't earn our way with God. We receive His grace by faith. And we can't ever walk away from something so vital as faith. I can't get away from it. Verse 4, have you suffered so many things in vain? If indeed it was in vain, it was useless or it had no purpose. Therefore, he who supplies. Now the word supply here means to fully or abundantly genuine, uh, generously provide what is needed to cover the cost completely. And he says here, therefore, he supplies the spirit to you. And he works miracles among you. Does he do it by the works of the law or by your doing? Or does he do it by the hearing of faith? Now, it's, it's incredible here that, that they would be so foolish to abandon God's way to reach perfection by their own efforts. But it's interesting, a couple of things I want you to get in this verse here, verse 5. God paid the price, man. I mean, there was a cost for everything we needed. 
And, and he says, he who supplies the Spirit to you. Now let me ask you this. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by works of your flesh, the law, or did you receive it by faith? Man, I received it by faith. I mean, or I begin to see the scriptures on the Holy Spirit. I begin to say, man, I, I need to ask him to come into my heart. Now look what he says next. Therefore, he supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you. How does he work miracles among us? By the hearing of faith. Now, I can tell you right now, God still gives the Holy Spirit to those who ask and believe him. I don't care who you are. If you're born again and you ask God for the Holy Spirit, he's going to give him to you. The biblical reference to that is Luke 11. But also, when it comes to miracles, he said you're going to receive miracles by the hearing of faith. Oh, I welcome that, Father God. I, I don't know about you. I still believe God's a God of miracles. But he's not going to do it by, oh my gosh, I, I, I got to work at this. I got to twist God's arm. No, I begin to get over and I hear the word of God and I begin to believe the word of God. Verse 6. Just as Abraham believed God in the same way that Abraham believed God... And it was accounted to him for righteousness. So Paul here shows that Abraham pleased God by faith, not by doing the works of the law. Abraham was the father of all the blessings. Again, what did he say about? By faith. Verse 7. Therefore, know. Woo, write this one. Therefore, know that only those who are of faith are the sons of Abraham. These heirs of the promised blessing are those who live by the principle of faith. Now, you got to get that verse, okay? Because he said, only. Only. There is no other way except by this area in the area of faith. And so you begin to see right here how, how vital. And some people would say, well... You, you, you got to try harder. That's not going to get it, okay? What I got to do is I got to dig in the Word. And I got to find what God's Word said. Then I begin to believe it. And I begin to uh, uh, speak it. And I begin to trust that God's going to do it. And it's this area called childlike faith. Where it, it, it may sound ridiculous, but I just go ahead and believe the, uh, the things of God. And so really, God's interested not so much in your doing, but in your receiving. Verse 8, and the scripture foreseen that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, he preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand. So I'm looking at verse 8, and he says, the scripture, which is the word of God, and then he said, he preached the gospel, which was the word of God. So sandwiched right in between faith is he mentions the scripture and he mentions the gospel. You want to see your faith start arising and getting stronger? Get in the scripture. Get in the gospel. And begin to look at what God's word say and then say, you know what? God said it. God said it. You know, years ago I was in a, in a, a work truck and I got behind this vehicle and it had a bumper sticker that was right in front of me. And it said, if God, if God said it, I believe it, 
that settles it. And I thought, that sounds pretty good. God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. And I'm sitting there looking at God believe it. God said it, I believe it, that settles it. And you know what rose up in me? That's not true. And right there, this is the thought that the Lord impressioned on me. I said it, and whether you believe it or not, it's still true. And I thought, that's right. That's right. Verse 9. Keep reading. I'll finish verse 8. And all the nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith. One translation says those who share the same faith are blessed with the believing of Abraham. Those who are the people of faith. Those who put their faith in Christ Jesus are the believing ones. Woo! Now let me ask you something. Where's your faith at tonight? And when I say that, let me ask you another question. What's the source of your information in life? Where where do you go for your information in life? Well, Pastor, I love ABC News. Well, I'm going to tell you, it's going to goof you up. The source of my information must be the Word of God. Must be. And then what happens when I begin to get information about the Word of God? I become a reporter of the Word of God. Now let me ask you something off of that. What type of reporter are you? Because what you you say out of your mouth reveals a lot about what's in your heart. Matthew 12, 34 says, out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth's going to speak, okay? So you may be number one this entire week in jeopardy, bless you, but it's not going to do you a bit of good when it comes to faith. I got to get into the word. When I get into the word, God gets into me. Now, now turn to 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. And I got to keep getting in the Word. I got to keep studying the Word. And you said, Pastor, how long in your life you got to, to, to stay with the Word? The rest of your life. Treasure the Word of God. Stay with it. 2 Timothy 2, verse 15, or verse 14. Remind them of these things. Okay, I'm going to remind you. Charging them, commanding them before the Lord not to strive. Or to battle about words to no profit to the ruin of their hearers. Nitpicking that chips away from the faith. Be diligent. Be diligent. You know what I get out of that? I got to study the word. I got to be diligent to be a student of the word of God. To present yourself approved to God. A worker who does not need to be ashamed Rightly dividing the word of God. So day by day by day. I, I got to get the word in me. I get the word in me. I hide it in my heart and it stays in my heart. And, and, and it isn't a quick fix thing. You know what I find out oftentimes with people that, that we have the thought, you know what, I'm going to learn to swim when the boat's sinking. You got to learn to swim before you ever get on the boat. That's the same way with faith. And get the word of God in you. And when stuff arises in your life, I'm going to tell you, faith will come out. It will begin to roll out of you. And so in this passage here, he said, a worker who rightly defies the, the word of truth. I'm to read the word. I'm to study the word. 
I'm to memorize the word. One area this is a straight on application that when I get in the word, it's like that I'm building a highway or I'm plowing furrows in my land. And those lands or those lines, they've got to be straight. This is what the word of God will do. One of the translations is you're going to have to toil. It's going to have to be an effort. You're going to have to plan day by day to get into the Word of God. So when I begin to look at this passage here in 2 Timothy 2, 14 and 15, it cross-references me into two, two, two verses. Turn with me to the book of, of uh, Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. Now this is where the Word of God is going to come alive with you when you begin to see these things. Verse 12. For the Word of God the gospel, the scriptures, the Bible is living and powerful. It's operative. It's energizing. It's effective. And it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It exposes, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and joints and morrows. So what the Word of God does, it exposes, it sifts, it analyzes, it judges the very thoughts and purposes. And then he goes on to say this. And is a discerner of thoughts and the intents of the heart. So what you get away with this is what he's talking about. Man, when I get a hold of the Word of God, something begins to happen. It denotes something at work. Now I want you to note there the Word of God. Is sharper than a two-edged sword. God speaks it out of his mouth and something happens when I take that same word and I begin to speak it out of my mouth. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians 6. Now watch this, okay? This will give you a great homework assignment here. When you get into Ephesians chapter 6, Verses uh, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. It talks about our armor. I'm only going to read verse 17 because this is the one I want to get to. And it says, and take the helm of salvation and the sword of the spirit. Now where it says the sword of the spirit, it cross-references me to Isaiah 49, 2, which says, he has made my mouth like a sharp sword. And so the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So when I take the Word of God and I begin to speak it out of my mouth, it becomes a weapon. If you look at all the armor that we're to put on in these verses that I just referenced, the the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit, is the only one that's offensive in all the, the, the armor. It becomes a a weapon of offense. So I'm looking at this and I'm reading this right here. and It says, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And I think back to Hebrews 4. It's alive and powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. But I got to begin to speak that word out of my mouth. So I'm looking at all the cross-references there that, that the sword of the spirit is the word of God. It takes me... Back into Matthew chapter 4, starting in verse 4, that's where Jesus was being tempted by the devil. So the devil shows up 
And on three different occasions, he pops off to Jesus. He quotes scripture to Jesus. And you know what Jesus did in all three situations? Jesus said to him, it is written. And not only did he say it is written, then he spoke to him what is written. So I'm looking at those passages. So the first time that the devil tempts him and Jesus fires back is written and he speaks the word to him, it was like Jesus just poked him. Jesus just stuck him. The devil's not real smart. And so he comes back to Jesus and he tempts him again and Jesus says, It is written, and he speaks the word back to him again, and he jabs him again. And then the devil comes back the third time, and Jesus responds the same way. And after the third time, you know what it says? The devil left. He said, I've had enough of this. I've had enough of this. And so when you start feeling trials and temptation, and life starts coming at you, speak the word. You speak the word. It, it, it doesn't matter what you're going through when you find scripture to back it up. And if you go back and you study there in, in Matthew 4 with Jesus, every time he referenced scripture. Jesus didn't just thump him in it. Jesus said, this is what you do right here. So to me, he was giving me a blueprint. And, and when, when Jesus spoke those things, I don't believe Jesus had his finger crossed and said, man, I hope this works today. I don't think Jesus ran to the nearest door and said, knock on wood. When Jesus spoke the word of God, remember, listen. The word of God is alive. And it's powerful. And it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Now here's the thing about that. The devil knows that. He just doesn't want you knowing that. And when we begin to believe the word of God and we begin to stand on that word. And so when things happen, man, you, you fire back. I don't, I don't care if you go to, go to sleep tonight and he starts messing with your sleep. Don't say, oh my gosh, I, 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 I wish I could take three aspirin and just fall asleep. Remember, speak the word. Psalms 127.2 said, he gives his beloved sweet and peaceful sleep. And I'm telling you, you poke the dog at him. You tell him in Jesus' name. I've been, I've been promised sweet and peaceful sleep. When life starts coming at you, life gets real difficult. You say, no, 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 no. Philippians 4.13 said, I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Remember in Revelations 12.11, he said, I'm an overcomer. He said in Romans 8.37, he says, I'm more than a conqueror through Christ. Man, you got to remind yourself that. And then that's where faith is so vital. And I see what the word of God said. And then I begin to get that in my heart. And I begin to speak that out of my mouth. And I'm telling you, when I begin to speak it out of the mouth, God's already spoken. God's already said it. But man, it kicks into another gear when I start saying what God said. Can I do that? Absolutely. And so again, how'd you begin all this? How'd you get born again? Was it because your good, your good works? Because you've been good all week? You hadn't told a lie for three days and God said, no. And I got born again through this thing called faith. So you, you gave your heart to this guy named Jesus and you never saw him in your life physically? Are you crazy? So how'd you get born? I believe the scriptures. I believe the word of God. 
It's the same way in every bit of this area. When I begin to trust the word of God like this and I say, ooh, here's the word of God. Here's the word of God. I'm going to believe the word of God. I'm going to stand on the word of God. And I'm running out of time. But listen, I, I don't care what you're going through. You find scripture. You find, and many of you know who've been here long enough. I'm telling you, for, for a couple, a number of years, actually it's four years, I spoke a verse. I had three by five cards. I put them on dashes. I put them on bathroom windows. And I got where I would memorize it. And, and Colossians 1.13 said, He delivered me out of the power of darkness. And man, I would begin to pray. I'd pray and I'd stand on that. And I'd say, Father God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I've been delivered from, from alcohol. I've been delivered. Alcohol has no dominion over me. And I would speak that and I'd speak that. And, and, and guess what? I would cave in and sometimes I'd give back into it. And I'd get back up. You know, uh, Proverbs 24.7 says, A righteous man, he may fall seven times, but he keeps getting back up. And I'd keep back up. And I'd get back in the ring. And I'd start speaking the word of God. And when the devil would start messing with me, I'd say, uh-huh, he's delivered me from the power of alcohol. Alcohol has no dominion over me. And man, we got into the prayer agreement. That's the strongest prayer there is when two on earth agree in anything. That's why the devil hates marriage. When you start getting a prayer of agreement and your wife or your husband starts agreeing with you, and says, we're going to stand. We're going to stand on the word of God. And guess what? Woo, something on the inside started working on the outside. And I'm telling you, the word of God came alive. And I got where I would envision, man, it's sharper than a two-edged sword. And he started coming around, man. I'd swing. I'd, I'd speak, uh-uh. I've been delivered from the power of alcohol. It has no dominion over me. See, the thing is, you've got to find Scripture. Find Scripture. And then you dig in with bulldog faith. What's that mean? Ah. You grab on that stuff and you don't let go of it. You say, that's my God. I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand. The word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than two, any two-edged sword. It'll work, guys. It goes to work. Just stand up, okay? Woohoo! Praise the Lord. That's why you came tonight. I, I told you I was, I was, I was going to give you a, a, a B word of God shot tonight. Some of you, I'm going to get it in both your cheeks, both your rumpus. I'm going to blow you up tonight. Let's pray. Father God, we love you tonight. We honor you tonight. Lord, come alive. Come alive within us tonight. Come alive within our faith tonight. Stir up an unwavering trust. Stir up, Father God, the word of God. That, that Lord, you said that it was alive and powerful and sharper than any two. Grace is to be men and women of your word. Grace is, Father God, you said to fight the good fight of faith. The just shall live by faith. Oh, Lord, we welcome that tonight. And, Lord, within ones in this room that are going through great trials and battles, we speak the word. Move within us tonight. Holy Spirit, move within us. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You know, I, I told a, a man the other night at one of the stores I was at, I said, God bless you. And he made a comment about, why would you say that? And I said, well, the word blessed means happy, fortunate, and be envied. So I'm just telling you, you're happy, fortunate, be envied. But it also means happy and highly favored. So I say that to you. God bless you. And you say, woo, Pastor, we receive it. We welcome it. You're highly favored. Bless you, okay? God bless all of you. Have a kingdom week. If you need prayer, come down here. Well, we love you. Stand on the word of God, okay? Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlebeck.com.